I would like to welcome everybody back to the Chilling with Dylan podcast. Today's guest is somebody I've been waiting to talk to. It is James Wallington. James won the Amazing Race, and he was most recently on the Challenge USA. Um, we have a good talk about the state of reality TV, the Challenge USA, the Amazing Race, all of it. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Like always, all of his social media links will be down below, as well as all of mine. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram. I've recently made a TikTok. It is at Dylan.Deckard. And my Instagram is the Dylan Deckard. And all those links are down below, like usual. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the episode with James. Hey, chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets, never know what to expect. Uh, Got a rep jersey, I thought I told you. Yes, indeed, every week got a brand new poster while I'm chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan, chilling with Dylan. Let's go. Next guest on the Chilling with Dylan podcast is a legend from the Amazing Race, a winner of the Amazing Race, and was most recently on the challenge uh, where he sadly was uh, taken out of the elimination, but we would love to see him back. It is James Wallington. James, how are you doing today? I am doing good, Dylan. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to chat with you, but uh, I don't know about you, but I feel like this week has been kind of dragging and I'm so ready for the weekend. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. I get that. I have my, my birthday's next week, so I'm like counting down the days. Oh, well, happy early birthday. What day? Monday, September 26th. Okay. I'll be 22 years old. Oh my gosh. Well, definitely happy early birthday. That's very exciting. Thank you. Um, so I always start with this just to get to know you guys personally and how you guys deal with these kind of situations. So um, 2020 was like a very rough year. Um, right. 2021 was kind of better. Um, I believe you filmed Amazing Race before COVID, but then you did film a reality show after COVID, during COVID, however you want to word it. Um, so just how has the last couple of years of your life been? How has this newfound fame been for you? The stress, the mental health aspects? How are you doing personally? Yeah, I mean, you know, we filmed The Amazing Race in the fall of 2018. So definitely quite some time before the COVID pandemic really hit. Um, but then our, our season of The Amazing Race, unfortunately, did not air until the middle of the pandemic. Um, we were hoping that we would have been fall of 2019. And then once the pandemic hit, we were really concerned that it would just never air because we were like, you know, with the state of the world, we never really kind of knew what was going to happen. And um, we got an email from CBS that it was going to air in that that spring, that May of 2020. And then they decided to push it back to fall, which was really exciting because I think, you know, Amazing Race being back on fall prime time is a really good slot for the show. Um, and because no other shows were on at the time, like, you know, Survivor, that's usually been on twice a year, wasn't able to put up a show that year either. So Amazing Race was really the only new show I would say a new season that people could watch so it was a really exciting time to relive that experience especially during the shutdown you know it offered a sense of escapism for everyone who tuned in and to be reminded of how beautiful the world is and all these different places and so 
I, I, you know, it was kind of hard that it aired during the pandemic, but at the same time, I think it was kind of a blessing because I think it's a show that everyone needed during that time. So it took two years for that to air finally. Um, I think when it aired, I, you know, again, was excited for it to air and to relive it, especially because we won and that was a secret we had to keep for two freaking years. Yeah. But it was also, it wasn't easiest, you know, I'm, I'm diehard Amazing Race fan and I had actually, you know, did a podcast, I recapped the show for many seasons before I was on it. And so I was really excited, you know, as a fan of the show to engage with the fan community and share my experience and my firsthand uh, behind the scenes stories with everyone. But I think Will and I were a very polarizing team where viewers either loved us or they really hated us because of the strategy we implemented on the show. So it it was it was very hard, I would say, for me, just because I I love talking about it and I felt like viewers you know, had very strong opinions on things. And even if we, the people who raced the season, had a different perspective or point of view on what really happened, no one really wanted to hear it. So that was really hard for me, just because I was really excited to talk about it and share. Um, But, you know, once the news broke that we won and got engaged, it was, you know, flooded with love and support. And it just ended on such a high note. And we were able to start planning our wedding once it was finally announced. (laughs) Um, so, so all has been good in the last few years. That's good. Um, so I, I interview mostly in the past has been Big Brother and Challenge players. And Big Brother is live, right? So there's no waiting yep. there. And the challenge is usually like four or five months. You had a two-year wait. <laughs> and you talk about that a little, a little bit, but I don't think people truly understand how much no. can change in two years. Forget about COVID. Just regular life in two years can change drastically. So if you could talk right. more about that two-year wait for you, I don't think the spoilers for Amazing Race are as focused as the challenge spoilers are. Um, I think right. is a really good job, Survivor, Amazing Race, of keeping it locked down. But if you could talk about those two years of like knowing this huge secret of being on this huge TV show, winning a million dollars, getting engaged, and nobody knowing anything about it. Yeah, you know, obviously keeping that secret, it was like, it was a weight to have to carry for two years. Thankfully, because we got engaged on the show, producers were like, you can talk about how you got engaged, um, but don't say how or like where, but you can tell people you, you you know, your fiancés and that you guys got engaged or whatever. And we were like, if we tell people we got engaged and we don't give them details, it's going to be very sus. People are going to start questioning what really happened. Um, And they're going to know it was on The Amazing Race because everyone knew we had applied so we kind of you know kept it pretty private that you know we just we got engaged but it was just more of an intimate proposal and like didn't really want to dive into the details and people didn't really ask a lot of questions and you know in terms of how it all really went down but I think what really helped with the two years and that waiting period is it allowed our cast of teams you know we were close on the show Uh which I don't think really translated um, in the in the final edit when the season aired, but we were really close while filming. And then once the show was over, we immediately started a group chat on WhatsApp with all 22 of us. And it continued on for two years during that two-year waiting period. And we were able to connect and bond on a deeper level that went beyond just the Amazing Race experience. Um, we had two... Uh, cast reunions um, during that that 
waiting period, one of which 19 out of 22 of us are able to get together. So I'm very grateful for those moments because when the show finally did air, we were all just so relieved and we were laughing about the hilarity that ensued and all the fun little, you know, drama that played out between like us and Leo and Alana. So I, I think that really, really helped is just, we had a really good cast of people to wait out that time with. Definitely. So you obviously have transitioned to the Challenge USA. You're the only <laughs> one from your season that has been on it. Yes. Um. So I got a lot of listener questions. Your season specifically, but Amazing Race in general, who would you like to see transition from the Amazing Race to the Challenge? There's so many great Amazing Racers. And I think, you know, if the show gets picked up, I really hope that Kayla... Leo and I were able to show people that amazing racers can hold their own. And even though it's a partner-based show, everyone brings something so great individually to the table. Um, you know, just to name some names, I think Laura Pearson, she won season 26 of Amazing Race. I think she would have been fantastic. Uh, Corey Cool from Tyler and Corey. I know he's a big fan of the challenge and just reality competition shows in general. So he would be awesome. Um, from my season, really anybody would be great. And I know anyone would be jumping at the bit to do it if they had the opportunity. Um, I do know that uh, uh, there was one person from my season, Kelly, who was um, in the mix to be on the show, but just unfortunately scheduling conflicts, she wasn't able to do it. But there was there was a possibility that she could have done the show with me, which would have been really, really fun. But had it been anyone from 32 would be awesome. Um, and then from 33, I know Dusty, he was such a powerhouse and he was definitely a strong character and personality on Kayla's season of Amazing Race that it would have been fun to have him. Um, I don't know. I just, I, oh, even Krista DeBono, one of the NFL cheerleaders from season 27, I feel like she's been a name that I've seen circulating through a lot of fantasy casts of challenge fans for quite a while. And I think she would have been a great addition as well. So hopefully we'll start to see more amazing race representation on a future season if Challenge USA gets picked up, or if not, hopefully on the flagship show. Definitely. Um, so Again, I've had a lot of listener questions about shows in general. So I just want to get this question out there because people are asking if you would ever do Survivor um, <laughs> or Big Brother. Yeah, Survivor in a heartbeat. You know, I think with the alliance strategy that we used for Amazing Race, a lot of the viewer criticism was like, James was put on the wrong show. Like he should have been on Survivor. And, you know, hopefully that will carry on. Hopefully that will continue where people are like, we want to see James on Survivor. And I think even after the Challenge USA and people seeing the social game that I brought to the table, I think I would love to do Survivor. But in terms of Big Brother, I think, I think from a social perspective, I would do pretty well. Um, I think it would just... I think it would just get really exhausting. I think I would get bored. I, I, I'm, a, I'm an emotional person. And I think being kind of locked in that kind of confinement would make me a little stir crazy. So I'm not like super eager to do it, but I always like to say, never say never. If it came, if the opportunity came knocking, I'd be crazy to say no. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so I want to talk about getting the call for the challenge. Um, a lot of people either are ready to do it and all in or are very hesitant, mm -hmm. kind of have to be like convinced to go on the, the challenge. Um, so if you could just talk about that process for you getting the the call um, and not only being the challenge, but it's like a spinoff. It's a new version that no one really knows about. So was there any hesitations or were you like, I'm doing it 100 percent? 
Um, well, you know, it's no secret that I've been a big fan of the challenge. Yeah, I kind of talked a lot about that a little bit on the show and how putting on the uniform was like so empowering and kind of a dream come true that um, when I first was contacted, I, I was contacted right after our season of the race aired. Um, someone had emailed me asking if I would ever be interested. And I think this was for the flagship show. I don't think this was for the CBS version yet. And I thought it was a joke. I, I didn't think it was legitimate. So I never really followed up with it. And then in the summer of last year, 2021, I got followed up again. And I was like, you know, I'm going to humor this. Let's let's see what might come of this. Maybe it is a legitimate thing. Um, and they explained to me that there's, you know, a spinoff coming and, you know, it might be a part of this big global tournament, and, like you would have the opportunity to compete, to, like earn your spot. And I was so intrigued. Um, and they were saying it was for CBS. And I was like, oh, I'm even more intrigued because I would say during COVID, you know, I watched a lot of seasons on, you know, I streamed, you know, seasons of the challenge on, on different streaming platforms and, I kept reading like, I would love to see like the CBS shows have like a challenge version. And I think it would be really cool to see Survivor and Big Brother and Amazing Racers kind of go head to head on a challenge type show. And a lot of, you know, challenge fans are very opinionated and how they feel about that. And they, they weren't really excited with what I was saying. And I was like, I'm not trying to say it needs to replace the MTV show. I just think it would be fun to see the CBS shows have like a certain version of the show. So when I contacted, I was like, I've been talking and humoring this for a while on social media that it was really cool to know that this actually might come to light. And that was something that they were considering. And I was all in. I was like, sign me up. You know, I love Survivor. I love Big Brother. I even watch Love Island. So to be a part of something like this and the first season of it, no less, I was excited about the opportunity. I mean, like, I will say there was one point, maybe like two weeks before we left where you know, rumors started circulating online about different cast members who might be on the show. And there was a few names on that list that made me really, really skeptical about doing it. I was like, what am I getting myself into? Like, is that the type of people I really want to play this game with? It, will that be like the experience that I want? And will my husband who I did the race with was like, you know, James, you'd be crazy. Like, I know that if you didn't do this and you were sitting on the couch when it aired, knowing you had the opportunity and then watched it, you would have such FOMO. And he's like, you have to do this. It's like a weird dream come true for you. And I was like, you're right. So I did have a moment of weakness, but I'm, I'm so glad at the end of the day that I, I said yes to this adventure. So I want to talk about the beginnings of the show, like the first couple days there. Um, obviously, there's four different shows, Amazing Race, Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island. Um, but you guys are at a clear disadvantage, only having three um, amazing racers. Um, so was there a lot of talks? Cause it was very edited heavily that it was like the four shows are going to verse each other and whoever has the most numbers without crumbling. And we saw big brother crumble first, um, when they took right. out the son and not Liz, I'm sorry, when they took out Tiffany and then Xavier. So was there a lot of talks of alliances within your shows going into it? Or was that just kind of the narrative that CBS wanted to focus the viewers on? Um, you know, I think that's another concern I had going into this show, right? I, I think with Survivor and Big Brother players, especially with returnee seasons of those shows, it's not foreign to hear about pre-gaming, right? Like, I think 
the the alumni of those shows are pretty well connected and they have no problems calling each other up to be like, did you get the call? Like, are you going to go do this, you know, show? Um, where I think with Amazing Race, it's not as much of a tight-knit alumni group. Like there's a Facebook group for it, but like no one from Amazing Race is calling each other up to say, are you going to go do the Challenge USA, right? Like, so... I was worried pre-gaming was a thing. So no, no like initial pre-game conversations for me, but there was definitely um, talks about like, oh, so you are going and kind of already having an idea of who is going to be doing the show. Now, when we showed up, I think what people don't realize is I was more connected than I think even I realized when I showed up and I saw everyone who was there, I was like, oh, I think I knew at least or had met at least maybe half the cast. Um, so I, I had FaceTime and familiarity with a lot of people. So I knew being one of three amazing racers was going to be an uphill battle, but I did feel confident um, with the connections that I, I felt like I could build upon to position myself in a better spot. Talking about the beginnings, I have a little game that I play with every single guest. Um, it's called First Impressions. So I want to give you just five people. And can you tell me the first impression okay. you had of meeting them? Um, so the first one I had is first impression meeting Tyson. My first impression was just, oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I... I've seen the evolution. I've seen the evolution of Tyson, right? Like I, I'm a huge Survivor fan. I, I knew I was not his biggest fan the first time he played Survivor, but then by the time he did Blood versus Water, I really rooted for him and I really liked him. So, I said, "Oh, geez," because I was like, "This is either going to be fun or I'm also going to be super paranoid." But because of the relationship Tyson and I, you know, we're able to build. We shared a bunk bed together. I, I was so over the moon and like fangirling on the inside to be even playing with him in the first place. Definitely. I, uh, I had the same feeling about Tyson on uh, token sheets and, and heroes versus villains. I hated him. Blood versus water. I loved him. Right. Really evolution. <laughs> it's like, I love to hate him, but then I loved him and meeting him in person. I just, he's a really great guy, but I said, Oh geez. Cause I just didn't know which direction it was going to go with him. So I think us sharing a bunk bed was, a good thing and me being in jeopardy of you know going into elimination that first round I had a lot of FaceTime with Tyson had a lot of strategy and game talk with him where I felt like okay this is someone I can actually play the game with and I really appreciated his insight and how upfront he was with me during my time on the show so I really like Tyson a lot definitely um, the next one I have, uh, she actually won the Challenge USA, Sarah Lucina. I know she's a very polarizing person from Survivor. People, I think, love to hate on her. So I definitely was worried when I saw her. But I will say she was one of the first people with Tasha, the two of them together, to extend the olive branch. They recognized that me, Kayla, and Leo were kind of on our own island. And the first night... Um, I obviously had known Tasha, I would say better than Sarah. Um, they pulled Kayla and I aside and said, if you guys need a home, you have a homeless survivor. And um, that that changed my perspective of Sarah immediately. And her and I had so much fun. I wish we would have been able to spend more time together. I wish I would have lasted a little bit longer, but I was definitely concerned when I first saw Sarah because I wasn't sure what we were going to think of each other. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, the next one I have is Justine. I love Justine and, you know, Will and I watch Love Island together. Her season of Love Island aired, 
gosh, I think, yeah, the, the summer before our season of the race, um, I was so excited to meet her. She is just beautiful inside and out. And I knew that people were going to underestimate the Love Island girls. And she was one where I was like, I am not underestimating her whatsoever. She, she's, she's amazing. I think Justine is so cool. Next one I have is another Love Island girl, Shannon St. Clair. Ah, that's my boo. I love Shannon. I She was probably the most, the person I was most excited to see. And I feel like she's talked about this in interviews that she's done. And I think this is public knowledge. Um, but she was an alternate initially. So traveling to Argentina, I never saw her. Like, I didn't even think she was a part of the cast. So when we finally showed up to the compound, like she was in my group walking in and whole, the whole time I'm fangirling. I was like, Oh my God, like her and Cachet, I love them on Love Island. So when I saw Shannon, I was so stoked and I knew Will was going to be jealous. Um, so I, Shannon is one of my favorite, favorite people. And I'm so glad that we were paired together that first round, just because we just really connected right off the bat. Definitely. Um, so I have two more. Well, one is a team from The Amazing Race. So I want to go back to 2018 when you saw okay. D'Angelo and Gary former NFL football players were going to be. Under. Yes. What was your first impression of them? Well, I wanted them to be eliminated sooner rather than later on the amazing race. I felt like they were going to be really strong competitors. And, um, but then in the first leg, they ended up getting 10th. Like they were so close to being eliminated. And I was like, Oh, like maybe I overestimated them. Like maybe me having a super fan and knowledge of the race, maybe that'll be our, you know, upper hand on them. But, um, I got to know Gary and D'Angelo as the race went on. Of course, we were part of this like mind five alliance with them or whatever. But yeah, when I first saw them, I wanted them to be eliminated very early on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I not think... going to lie. <laughs> Didn't they go from like 10th to like second the next leg or third the next leg? Yeah, they they definitely, yeah, they crept up to like the top five, I would say consistently throughout the whole season. Definitely. Um, and then the last one I have, He's known for winning Big Brother last season. One of the members of the cookout, Xavier. He is a stud. That's like, that was my first impression of him. That's like really how I can just summarize him. You know, we had met at a charity event a few months, a few months before Hearts of Reality, uh, before the Challenge USA at a thing called Hearts of Reality. And so we had a little bit of FaceTime there and we connected because he's actually from West Michigan, which is where I'm from originally. And now he lives in Grand Rapids, which is the hometown that I grew up in. Um, Xavier and I have a really great relationship. It obviously didn't translate onto the show just because it wasn't really a part of the bigger narrative. But um, him and I talked a lot of game in the house. I know that he was very interested in uh, forming an all winners alliance because there was so few of us from our shows who actually had won um so that was something he i know he was pretty open to doing i was so bummed that he was eliminated right after me because he's someone i would have loved to have seen go very far and he's just he really is just a stand-up guy so that's why like stud is like the best first impression that i can summarize xavier as <laughs> Um, so I did get a lot of questions, listener questions, about if you would ever do Amazing Race all winners. So we have you guys, Cody and Jessica. I mean, there's so many different winners um, throughout the years. I mean, there's 34 seasons. I just watched the new episode literally right before I jumped on here with you. So what are your thoughts on an Amazing Race winners at war type of thing? Okay, so let's pretend I didn't win the Amazing Race as a fan I want it, right? Like yes. 
Survivor did it. It was executed really well. I may not have liked like how it ultimately played out, but it was so fun to watch, especially for the nostalgia aspect of it. After seeing Survivor do it, I was like, okay, Amazing Race has to do it. And now as a winner of Amazing Race, hell yeah. I wanted even more so just because there's so many former winners of the show that I would love the opportunity to race against. I do think that it would be so much fun. I know that Rob and Brennan, the OG winners of season one, they even would love the opportunity to come back and race. And I think that they joked about it on Phil's uh, bucket list podcast that he did a few years ago. Um, so I think, I personally think it's only a matter of time for it to happen. I think maybe give it like two or three more seasons. And then I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility. And I know some people even on social media keep saying that they think an all winter season would be fun. I think it's only a matter of time. And I, I would love the opportunity to do it, especially because I think Will and I, um, we're very polarizing winners. Like I said, people either loved that we won or hated that we won. And I think it would be fun to go back and show and prove everyone wrong and show everyone why we won in the first place. So um, I think it could be a lot of fun. Amazing race victory lap, right? Yeah, I like <laughs> it. I like it. My first season was season, I think it was 13. It was Nick and Star, like the siblings. Yes. They won. Uh, That's our house. They, yeah, were, they were my first season I ever watched. So I would love to see them come back and like race you guys, race Cody and Jessica. I mean, race everybody. Um, right. So I do. Yeah, I think there's really strong winners that I think would make for a fun season. Definitely. Talking about a winners alliance, winners show. Um, this is a question I've been wanting to ask winners of these type of shows. What would you think of a winners show with winners from Amazing Race, winners from Big Brother, winners from Survivor, winners from the Challenge, all on one show together? Now I don't know what it would be. It could be a type of the Challenge. It could be a type of whatever. But how do you think it would go? with all these winners um, together on like a strategic gameplay type of type of show? I think it would be really cool. I mean, again, just because I'm such a fan of all these reality competition shows. Um, and I think there'd be a lot of pride in that, right? You want to protect your pride. You want to protect your, your label as a winner and you want to defend that title in a way. So I think it would be really cool to see a bunch of different icons and legends and these just huge, you know, heavy hitter names of winners from these shows go at it on a competition and in, in some scale. Um, I think that's kind of what this global tournament is going to pan out to be on Paramount Plus. Like, I think seeing all these different types of winners um, kind of go at it like that. Like, I think that'll be that. And maybe that will be so successful that they decide to do it again. But like you said, from all these different shows. Uh -huh. So... Going into the challenge, um, there was obviously a target on your back early. Um, you got a lot of attention episode one, and then you won an elimination <laughs> before you sadly lost an elimination. So I want to ask, why do you think there was such a target on your back and people wanted to throw you in? Yeah, I mean, I think round one, I mean, I obviously recognized pretty early that based on who won, being Tyson and Angela, being Survivor and Big Brother, I knew that that early they had nothing to base it off of other than show lines. And so when I realized, oh shoot, Shannon being Love Island, me being an amazing racer, I felt like we were definitely an option and I don't fault that strategy. I think that early on, you obviously don't want to ruffle feathers or like pull the trigger on one show versus the other. 
Um, so I think that has a lot to do with it. Now, if I had a different partner that first round, like let's say I was with Survivor or Big Brother, I think that I would have not even been an option, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I immediately had to start playing the game. And you go on to these shows kind of with an idea of how you want to play. But once you're there, you kind of have to play with the cards you were dealt with. So it really was kind of nice to have to play that really that kind of game really early on just because it helped me form uh, strong connections with people. Again, I had a lot of FaceTime with Tyson. So we were able to kind of, you know, build on some sort of game relationship with each other. And so I think that's why the first round, I obviously was a target or my name was being thrown around. Um, now, in terms of episode two, you know, that's that's on my own doing. You know, Kayla and I didn't win the daily. And so we were automatically going into elimination. But I think we were able to finesse that whole situation in a way where we felt like we, you know, would go into elimination with the best odds in our, again, you know, in our favor. So for episode two, obviously going into elimination, you, you're going to get a lot of airtime and we didn't really perform very well on that daily, unfortunately. And then the same goes for episode three, right? Like Tasha and I lost the daily. So once again, we, we went in by no fault of, uh, except for our own, and, you know, no one was to blame for that. So I think, you know, that was just the cards that I was dealt. And I, I, I'm glad that um, I had the edit that I did. I think people got to see me and just the type of competitor that I am and what I bring to the challenge. And um, who knows, hopefully that'll open the door for me to get invited back sometime. Definitely. Um, I want to talk about the eliminations just because I think you, um, Kayla and Leo kind of have a leg up being to get eliminated at the amazing race. It's your own actions, right? Your last place to the finish line. Whereas yes. Big Brother, Survivor, Love Island, you kind of just get voted out. Um, which definitely is stressful as well, but the challenge in Amazing Race, you're putting your life in your hands, right? So how was that first elimination right. for you, um, that first win, and then being in that em- environment with all the lights on you, everybody watching you, winning with Kayla, um, taking out a powerhouse in Tiffany, and then next week, sadly, going home and losing an elimination? going into an elimination was honestly my biggest fear and I really obviously the format the format would have made this very difficult for me but I wanted to kind of be like a John A. John A is an icon in the sense that she's been able to play a a season of a challenge and never once see an elimination and then run a final you know like John A is so impressive in so many aspects of this game that I wanted to be like John A. And um, so going into an elimination, especially so early on, I was so intimidated. I was so scared. I was so nervous. I was like, oh shit, like this is not ideal whatsoever. Um, But I think because I had Kayla as my partner who comes from the same show, you know, she was, she made it to the finish line on her season. I, we knew each other as competitors. We watched each other's seasons of our shows. And so I knew that Kayla was the right person to go into an elimination with, and we just really hyped each other up. And I think what kind of gave us that extra leg uh, or like a leg up on Tiffany and Cashel is that we come from a show where you have to work with your partner. You have to rely on each other and you have to be in sync with each other. And the moment we saw what that challenge was, especially with it being such a heavily endurance based challenge and 
the memorization aspect to it, Kayla and I had such a level of confidence where we never once felt like we were in jeopardy of going home. Now, I know the edit looked like Hashel and Tiffany had a lead on us at one point, but that's not true. Kayla and I had the lead the entire time. And it was so much fun just hearing the crowd go crazy for us. They were really like rooting and pulling for us to come back. And it, I think winning that really gave me the confidence that I needed and the reassurance that I needed to be like, okay, I am a competitor. Now people are seeing what I bring to the table. Cause I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like there were some people in the house, some of the men specifically who wanted to volunteer and go into that, that elimination against Kayla and I, cause I think that they thought we would have been an easy win um but i think we proved people wrong and after that people are kind of afraid of amazing race <laughs> absolutely um i love that you mentioned john a um i'm friends with john a and i actually interviewed her a couple months ago and i don't think she gets the the appreciation for how good she is at this game she i think embodies everything you need to be a well-rounded challenger and obviously she's proven that with all stars winning seasons, what is it, two and three now? Like, uh, she's just a true challenger in and out. Um, and I agree with you. I don't think she gets enough credit. Definitely, I'm trying to convince her to go on the flagship again. It's not working, but I'm trying to get her to go back on that. <laughs> I would love to see that. Oh boy. Um. So I do want to bring up. This was after you already left, but there was a, a kind of rivalry between um, Sarah, Kayla, Justine, Cache, um, and Desi versus Angela and Sarah. Um, and the boys yes. were with Angela and Sarah. Um, one of your amazing race um, co-stars was in this, this rivalry. Um, what was your thoughts on the dynamic of those five girls versus the two girls and pretty much all the guys? Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because I remember when I was there, I was under the impression that Amazing Race and Survivor were working together. Um, so it was fun to kind of watch how the relationships played out after I left and kind of where people went in terms of gameplay. Um, and then once Ben threw Leo into an elimination when he had the chance to like throw someone like Tyson or you know, someone else into elimination, I was just like, oh my God, like the alliances and these relationships that I thought were going to play out from when I was there totally took a left turn. So seeing the, the Fab Five come together and kind of be against, you know, Angela and Alyssa, I'm not surprised. I mean, all these women are such strong, strong competitors. And I think Angela and Alyssa specifically very early on kind of made a name for themselves. And so I wasn't surprised to me to see the women say, we don't want them to be in a final with us. We don't want them to be there because they could give us a run for our money. Or, you know, on the opposing side with the men, they're like, no, we want Angela and Alyssa there because they are so strong and they have, you know, racked up so much money in their challenge bank accounts. So I, it's just with this format in particular, I get why the women wanted to go against them, but also why the men wanted to protect them. So it was very interesting to watch. Definitely. Um, I want to get to the final, the controversy of the final. Before we get to the controversy, um, a lot of people sending questions about how you think you would do in the final. I think it's tough to say, but I, I definitely know I would not have, um, 
I, I would not have quit unless I had reason to quit, if that makes sense. Like if I, if I got to the very end and I physically just could not do it and I just, my body shut down on me, you know, your body is worth more than anything and making sure that you don't put yourself in a dangerous situation. Um, I, it's hard to say, I know me, I don't think I would have quit, but I don't fault anyone you know, who got to that very last section and they were just like, I can't do it anymore. You know, I think, I don't think the show showed just how rough and how brutal the conditions were in that final. I've talked to everybody who was in that final and I've heard all of their stories and what that experience was like for them. And it was brutal. And I don't think the show showed it. I don't think that they really did a good job at conveying to the viewers why people just stopped, why yeah. they just said, I can't do it anymore. So I think that I, I'm the type of person where I'm very competitive. I definitely would have pushed myself till I no longer could push myself anymore. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, so the big news after the season was that Tyson did an interview um, and explained <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've you've heard all of the issues with the final, whether that being time, like caps penalties, whether that being the situation with Angela, the Sudoku puzzle, um, all of it. So you as a competitor, not being in the final, but being on that season with these your peers, what is your thoughts on the whole final controversy? Yeah, I mean, like I'm very protective because we all went through this experience together. So it's like hard for me to like speak out against how any of them feel, right? I wasn't there, so I can't speak for what that experience was like for them. I can just hear what they have to say and believe them for what it was. I will say for myself that I am still a big fan of the show. I think the challenge is an incredible competition show. There's so many elements to it that I love as a viewer and as someone who got to compete on the challenge. But also in that same breath, I would be lying to myself and everybody if I said that I loved every aspect of it. I didn't. There was a lot of things from the experience that I didn't love or that I didn't really walk away from that made me feel good. It made me kind of feel like, ooh, like, you know, a little icky. But I think everyone's experience is their own. And I, I can't take that away from anybody else. I just know what the experience was for me. I got to live out a dream. I got to meet so many people that I've grown up watching on all these shows. I got to put on the freaking challenge uniform. There's just obviously things about the experience that I wish would have been different. And I think at the end of the day, from just all the different interviews that have come forward, I think everyone feels the same way. I know if the opportunity presented itself where they called me up and said, we want you for Challenge USA 2, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. So I just hope that everyone, um, I hope at the end of the day, everyone can walk away from this experience and heal whatever wounds that they feel from it, or if they feel jaded by anything, that they can heal and move on and process it in a way that they need to, to get over it. That's a good answer. Um, how was your post experience um, after the challenge with as far as social media and fans go? Because people will tell you they love you or they hate you. Um, so how has that process been? I know you won the amazing race. 
Um, you can compare the two, but going off the challenge, the the feedback you get via social media yeah. in person. It was definitely different from the Amazing Race. That's for sure. Um, a lot more, I would say a lot more love um, with this particular experience. I had so much praise coming my way, people really supporting me, people telling me that I was eliminated too soon. I know a lot of people are really excited by just what I was able to do socially and the, what you saw in the episodes. And I think people wanted more of that. So I've really appreciated just the outpour of love and the support that I've received from the challenge community, especially knowing and being a fan of this challenge, how opinionated challenge fans are, that I'm just really glad that people responded well to my journey on the show. And um, I am just, just grateful, I think, overall for the response that I, I received. Mm-hmm, 100%. Um, so I do have just a couple more questions before we get to the listener questions. Um, the Amazing Race 34, I believe it was yes. the premiere last night. Uh, have you seen it? What are your thoughts on the cast? What are your thoughts on the new twist that they announced? Oh my gosh, I am so excited about this cast. I think all the teams are so dynamic and so interesting. And I love the different relationships that we're already seeing after last night's premiere. I mean, obviously I'm rooting for Derek and Claire. You know, Derek and I formed a friendship while on the challenge. And so I really would love to see them succeed and do well, especially because they are team purple. So I feel like they have big shoes to fill after myself and Will. And then of course, Kayla and Raquel from uh, the season 33. Um, So I really loved the premiere. I think it's off to a really great start. I think that the twist in the premiere was so interesting. I loved the scramble. It definitely makes things very interesting in terms of like, you have no idea. Like if I was racing and not knowing where any of the other teams were in terms of placement, that would stress me out because I know when we raced, I found comfort in showing up to a task being like, okay, there's two other teams here. We're at the front of the pack. There's, you know, eight clues in the clue box. That means we're, you know, not in the bottom half. So I think the scramble was fun. It was dynamic. I would love to see it again. I'm glad that it's not every leg, but I do think it was a fresh twist to throw in there that didn't steer too far away from the format. And I loved it. I thought it was a great premiere. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, So I just have one more game. Um, It's called this or that before we get to listener questions. (laughs) Basically. Love it. Two little things and tell me what you prefer. Um, the first one I have is Big Brother or Survivor? Survivor. Okay. Amazing Race 30 or 31? 31. Okay. Uh, pizza or tacos? Tacos. <laughs> uh, New York City or Los Angeles? LA. Okay. Uh, beach vacation or snowy mountain vacation? Beach vacation. Okay. Um, music or art? Art. Plane or boat? Plane. Really? Oh, you are the amazing race. That makes sense. Uh, <laughs> um, hold on. Let me just pull the next set up. I have to scroll. Um, crunchy peanut butter or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Okay. Ketchup, mustard, or ranch? Ranch. All right. And then the last one is Netflix or Hulu? Netflix. Okay. I'm actually going to ask one more. This is what I asked Alyssa yesterday. If you could rank social media from one to four, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, and TikTok. 
Oh, I would say Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. Twitter's number one? Yeah, I think I like engaging there more. I love live tweeting shows. It's fun to interact with other fans of these shows. Instagram, I don't feel like it's a very accurate representation of your life or other people's lives. I think people just put out, like, obviously what they think will be the best light for them. Um, Instagram's fun, but I, I just, Twitter's just more live and more interactive. And so there's something about that that I really love. Definitely. Um, so I want to say thanks for doing this. I just have a couple of listener questions really quick that I want to just- Of course. Off. So the first one is, oh, somebody wants to know, The Amazing Race 33, um, they took like an 18-month hiatus from a hiatus from COVID. Um, so they filmed, stopped filming, and then filmed again. Um, some teams did not return. How do you think you and Will would have done on 33 instead of 32, taking that huge break? Um, I think that we would have fared pretty well. I still think that we would have probably made top three just because I, I know us. And if we had that hiatus, we definitely would have learned from whatever mistakes we would have made um, in those first two legs and come back even stronger. I think there's definitely a benefit to have had that hiatus and train more or learn from the things that you didn't know what to prepare or how to expect. And so I think... I think that we would have done just as well, I think. Okay, definitely. Um, the next one, if you were on the challenge again and you had to pick, who would your female partner be and who would your male partner be for a whole season? Oh, so would it, would it be someone from the challenge or just anybody? Any reality TV person. Um, well, I would obviously say Kayla for female. I think that we worked really well together that uh, in that elimination. Um, I think just because we are friends and we are so close, I know that we work so, so well together. And she's also a big fan of these shows like me. And so being able to balance between playing the game, but also having fun, I think is so important. And I know we would build each other's morale up. So Kayla is an ideal partner for me, but if it wasn't Kayla, I would say any of the women from my season of Amazing Race, just because again, partners are so important. And if there is some uh, common bond or something that connects the two of you, like you'll be stronger than I think you realize where if you're partnered with someone you don't really know, or like you have some sort of history with that's not necessarily positive, it wouldn't be the experience you wanted. So Kayla, for sure. For men, I mean, is my husband an obvious answer? <laughs> I feel like I was gonna say besides I like, Will. I was gonna say besides <laughs> Will. Uh, besides Will, I think it would be Xavier. Okay, I would love to see that. Yeah, I, I love. I really just love and respect the hell out of him, and like he's so much more level-headed and calmer than me. Um, where I'm a little bit more reactive and maybe a little bit more impulsive and more emotional, and I think he would be good at leveling me out keeping me balanced keeping me kind of in the game um and not as frazzled and i just think that we would balance each other out well in terms of our strengths and weaknesses and i think um because he's also a winner of a show there's this level of um competitiveness that you would want again trying to uh defend your title because you know xavier and i you know we text quite often and um when he got eliminated, he was obviously bummed too because we both went out too early. But we realized that we were the only winners who came into the Challenge USA that didn't make the final. Where anyone else who won their show made it to the end. 
Yeah. Xavier and I are the only two that didn't. Um, and that 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 kind of stings a little, you know, because yeah. we're we're winners, we're better competitors than I think we were able to show. So I think him and I together would be a powerhouse. Yep, I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Um, the last question is: You've been to multiple countries, obviously. Um, what is one country you have not been to that is your dream location to visit? Anywhere in Africa. I know I picked a continent, but. I wanted to go to Africa so bad on the amazing race. It didn't happen. We, you know, went to some really cool exotic locations. Um, instead, I would just love to go to Africa. It's been a dream of mine to do a safari. I want to see, you know, lions and zebras and giraffes and all the big five, like in their natural habitat. And that's just been something I've always envisioned for myself since I was a kid. Um, so I would love to go to Africa. If I had to be more specific in terms of country, I would say like Tanzania, Kenya, Namibia, or maybe South Africa. So okay, I, I like it. I like it. South Africa's on my list. <laughs> South Africa's. Definitely- I've heard really good things, and I, you know, I've taken a BuzzFeed question here or there about or a BuzzFeed quiz. It was like, where should you travel next? And I got South Africa, and I was like, it's a sign. It's a sign. Yeah. Like I, I'm destined to go at some point. Yeah. My cousin, my cousin's <laughs> half South African, so he went to visit um, his grandparents, like on the other side, not by blood from me. And he said it's uh-huh. thing. It was so fun. He went for a whole summer. I was like, wow, jealous. amazing. Definitely jealous. Yeah, no kidding. I'm jealous. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Um, I want to say thanks again for coming on. Um, I want to give you some time. Any last words, anything you want to shout out, where we can find you on social media, just your time to shine. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Twitter at James Wallington. I'm on Instagram at Where's Wallington. Then, of course, Will and I, we make travel content whenever we, you know, travel together. So we have our own website. It's willandjames.com. We also post videos on our YouTube channel, Will and James. Um, So if you want to follow us there, you can as well. But overall, I am just so... um, thrilled that I even had this experience. I, I don't take it for granted. Um, and I, I look forward to what the future has in store. Who knows what's next for James, um, that I'm really open and eager for anything just because I love adventure. I love once in a lifetime opportunities and, um, I love to compete and I will always and forever be a fan of these shows. So that that's it. That's all for Perfect. me. Perfect. I hope you have a good <laughs> rest of your night. You too. Have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Hey. Good vibes and such an incredible feeling. The podcast that you need and want. Interviews with reality TV stars. Uh, so entertaining. Now you don't want to miss. Uh, real as it gets. Never know what to expect. Uh, got a rep jersey. I thought I told you. Yes, indeed. Every week got a brand new poster while I'm. Hey, chilling with Dylan. Chilling with Dylan. Hey. Chillin' with Dylan, chillin' with Dylan, let's go!